0: From
1: Venturex Studios, it's J.P., Kathy, and the crew. The crew, the crew, the crew. As I knock all my little baby fun animals over. (laughs) Okay, there we go. Well, hello. Happy Monday. Welcome to the week. And welcome to... JP, Kathy, and the crew. And as Chambrielle gets us started and hopefully gets that logo off the front, there we go, hello, now I can see everybody. We are super excited to have you with us. Um, It is getting ready to be back to school time. Uh, Had a little bit of a heat wave last week, luckily a little bit of a break in the heat today. And um, Dr. Norm Clothier is our guest every Monday morning, as always, and gives us great medical advice. And, of course, tons of topics out there, Dr. Clothier, to, to, to hop on today. But um, another thing that I just heard, literally, I, I heard t- on two different st- radio stations this morning on my drive-in, um, people are, you've got people on both sides, again, with their kids going back to school. Don't want my kid to wear the mask, do want my kid to wear the mask don't want my kid to get vaccinated, do want my kid to get vaccinated. And it seems like people are so passionate on both sides. Um, So good morning and welcome, Dr. Clothier.
2: Good morning. Thank you. Are those voodoo
1: dogs you have no, out there? No. Are no, you knocking around the crew? No, oh, okay. No. No, we've got uh, Grogu, you know, baby Yoda from The Mandalorian, who's who we kind of uh, use as our as our, you know, seventies version, the twenty twenty one version of the Magic Eight Box. He makes noises like either happy or kinda eh, not so happy. And I've got um a unicorn just because unicorns make well, the fact that a 54-year-old woman still likes unicorns makes J.P. crazy. And I've got a little um, unicorn from— I wonder from, why that's— I, I know, really. That's yeah. shocking, shocking. Yeah. And then we've got a little Berkeley unicorn. So, yeah, and, and you know, j- just just a little pop of fun in the mornings.
2: Well, very good. Sorry <laughs> you decided to knock him around. <laughs> um, yeah, we—you uh, know, as I've said all along, the, the virus is not political. And it shouldn't be. And I think we have to be practical about things. And you know, it the practical issue is cases are going up, and they're going up in young people. And um, you know, I I don't know if the school year is going to make it. Um, of course, I did feel the same way last year, and they did a remarkably good job of keeping infection rates down and schools open. But they also had fewer students in there.
1: Very and, very uh, much so. Yes.
2: Yeah, when they're wide open to things, I think it is going to be a challenge. I'm still amazed that people want to make it more political than any virus ever should be. Just a couple of little tiny reminders. One is it's a worldwide infection. It's uh, devastating people all over the world. I don't think that has anything to do with American political parties. And, you know, nobody, frankly, knows exactly what to do. You cannot say, oh, send your child to school with, you know a, a unicorn lunchbox, and they'll be fine. You know it. The same is true of a mask or a no mask, or you know uh, vaccine and those old enough or no vaccine. The what we can tell you is the people with vaccines are not getting nearly as sick, and they're not going in the hospital. Um, there's an ICU in or a hospital in Austin that has 81 beds, and they are all full. And nearly every one of those is a COVID patient. So if you're sick right now in the area of that hospital and need ICU care, let's say you had a heart attack, you don't have a bed. and you know It's just a logistical impossibility. And so I think we all have to realize the virus is bad and it's hitting a lot of people again. Cases are way up where it's nearly as high a level as we were in the wintertime, which is weird, too, because viruses often fade in the summer. So, you know, if you, if it makes you angry from a political standpoint, I guess you can protest it up to the point of being in the hospital and whatever, Um, but it, and then it's harder. But, you know, I think, um, I think the vaccine absolutely makes people less sick, less likely to be in the hospital, less likely to be off in later, less likely to die. And, um, you know, there are breakthrough cases, of course, there's never going to be a hundred percent in medicine, you know, that for all the people that have a successful appendectomy, for instance, some still die from the peritonitis from where ruptures and overwhelming infection. You know, those things are, are human realities that, that's not a political deal either, actually. So, um, I think, you know, it's time to mature past politics and, uh, just be real about trying to not spread more infection in the community and not overwhelm all the systems. And, and try to be fair and reasonable about school choice. I think it's, it's still interesting to me that, you know, when I was a kid way back in the 1900s, we discussed things and had, you know, some degree of respect for the other side's view, tried to understand, tried to come to some sort of a piece. We had organized, you know, kind of debate discussions and, uh, then we try to come to a consensus that it was good for the people. And right now we you know, we have a lot of problems with uh everything from school boards to city councils to local other governments and you know, most of it is um, you know, if if your viewpoint isn't mine, you're an idiot. And I think it's it's really sad we've lost that chance to have a discourse and see what we can do to help society through this.
1: I, I could I couldn't agree more dr clothier it's it's very unfortunate you know I, I was telling one of my girlfriends who she's she did a you know self quarantine from from Facebook and social media and I told her I, I started like making well, kind of naturally but I made an effort to go on and um, like a bunch of um Christian like if there's a daily prayer post or um you know can I get an amen kind of a post something uplifting um you know liking and commenting on those and then um you know my dog at home is a little Shiba Inu and so um I i Follow all these different Shiba Inu sites, and anytime somebody's got a new puppy, I like it, and you know, comment on that. Whenever friends get married or have a grandbaby or baby or whatever the case may be, um, trying to get it to where my news feed that comes to me is happier stuff because it really does hit you hard. And you're right. Why can't why can't we agree to disagree or say you know what? I respect the fact that you've got your opinion and the reason that you believe this way. However, I have my opinion and I believe this way for this reason. Why does it have to be so so hateful and ugly? And you know, this is something that, um, it, it does impact your health. I know people who literally spend so much time on social media, they are literally fighting with friends and family, have, getting to where they, they don't even see friends and family any longer because they've gotten so mad at each other on social media that's not good for your health at the end of the day, is it, Dr. Clothier? No,
2: no, it, you know, it's not. It's adding stress and anxiety where it doesn't need to be. Yes. And I think that is clear. It, it just flat out doesn't need to be there. And here's my my real question, if you want to be real about it, is how many people's minds have you changed, uh, you know, presumably favorably? Have you improved their lives by that argument and, right. or whatever that argument is? And I think it's... Uh, you know, that's the same type thing of just having um, tunnel vision saying, you know, this is the way it is no matter what. I I tell you, if we did that in medicine, it'd be a nightmare because, you know, you can't decide based on somebody's scheduling an appointment. You can't decide, oh, I know exactly what their diagnosis is. I know exactly what I'll do. I don't even need to go see them because, you know, who cares what their input is. That, I already you know, know. That would never <laughs> Yeah, that would never work, and it it would not be right for either side, and it wouldn't be um, in any way helpful. And if I, you know, decide I wanted to take that sort of hard-nosed approach, I don't think I'd get very far with people saying, oh, you know, don't bother coming out very. decide exactly what you have and what you're going to do, and here it is or else. Right. And that just, you know, that doesn't work. You've got to have discourse, discussion uh, realistic view. You know, I, I think unfortunately what this virus has revealed is a lot of people are just very unrealistic about health risk. And, you know, I, I think it's kind of shocking. I, I know many people that don't want to be in the hospital or intubated or dead prematurely, uh, best I can tell. And I think it's, it's really, uh, been shocking, the number of people who have been hospitalized or innovated or dead prematurely. You know, we're we're talking about 600,000 Americans. I guess some people think that's kind of a small number. I keep hearing, oh, you know, my risk of death is only 0. 0.001% or whatever, and that's not actually, that's not even close. But, you know, there's sort of a justification of, oh, well, you know, this is a little virus only killed 600,000 Americans in the past year. Not a big deal. If you think about, you know, we have learned to be at peace with the flu virus that's around every year that kills about 20,000 to 40,000 Americans a year. We're talking about uh, 15 times that many, you know, if you took every dead person from the flu and lined up 15 others add to it from COVID, uh, that's what we're seeing in the past year with COVID. And I just think it's bizarre that everybody is, you know, a specialist about it and, um has a better view than anybody else and and seemingly i don't know if they can solve it but they can certainly fight about it
1: and i think that's just
2: not the way it works with a virus i i think a virus is the inanimate object it is it doesn't pick and choose uh if you don't do something to limit infection be ready to be very ill and i think that's you know the immunization is clearly the most successful social distancing is very successful Masking is very successful. You know, let me remind you that we had the uh, monkeypox virus discussion last week about how the guy came over from Africa with monkeypox and is in isolation in the Dallas area. About to be done with that, by the way, because he's recovered from right here. But the reason the plane load of people isn't sick and possibly dead is that masks are required on planes and it's an airborne virus. It stuck with one guy. Right. And, I mean, you know, and the things has, about
1: masks are really that's a that's a good comment, because then it, and that makes me think of another question that we received last week. But then I've got two new questions today for you on the feed. First of all, just planting a seed about a question from last week, which just came up when you said that about monkeypox. So does this do you think the masks have helped deter um, the spread of the flu? But then also we've got Andrew White is asking um Will we be needing a booster or a yearly shot like the flu? And then Randy Smith is asking, is there evidence that zinc will help detour um, detour COVID?
2: Uh, okay, in order. Uh, let's see. The first one was, uh, I'm thinking back. Uh, what was that first question?
1: About masks helping with the spread of the flu.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, that's why the flu has been very limited this past year. I would say any given year, I probably see about, you know, six or 800, maybe 1,000 people in the winter with the flu. And I've had five, five people with positive flu tests this past winter. And so it has, it definitely limited the flu. The second one, as we've said, week after week, yes, there always is expected to be a booster with viruses and vaccines because viruses mutate. And the reason there's a different flu shot every year is the virus mutates and a different strain comes into town. There's nothing odd about that. I think within probably three years there'll be a a uh, combined flu shot and a uh, COVID booster. Oh, there'll interesting. Just be one shot each year. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that would be enough to drive people nuts. Because oh. <laughs> even though we have deaths every year from the flu, I can't get people to commit to the flu shot. You right. Know? Right. And uh, but I tell you those people who get the flu shot versus those who don't they may get a breakthrough infection we all know that but they are not nearly as sick when i walk in room and see somebody who's had the flu shot who then has the flu later in the season because somebody coughed on them or whatever they're sitting up talking and saying oh this feels like flu i'm achy and sick but when they haven't had the flu shot they're like laying on the table moaning and can barely sit up and they are and, it, and it was you all know, they could do to get difference. into your
1: office yeah well you know and, and, yeah. I, and i've talked about this openly with you know having uh, compromised lungs from you know chronic bronchitis back in the day and asthma and things like that you know my you know sometimes i get the flu shot and i still get you know two years ago was two or three yeah two years ago um received the flu shot and then got strain a and strain b of the flu one i got bronchitis with one i got walking pneumonia with but then again i wonder with with me did if it helped in the least bit to to keep me out of a hospital um you know then then it was worth it, kind of a thing so i i think and again somebody may be like oh well she she has no idea what she's talking about but again Hey, that's my individual choice, knowing what my health risks are. And that encourages me to tell to, to use your line. And then I want to ask the question about zinc, but um, you know, you're always saying go to your doctor on a regular basis, have a relationship with a doctor that you trust, because that way you and then your doctor who is in health who's an expert in the field of healthcare can make those decisions together. And that way, if somebody comes at me and says, well, Kathy, why didn't you do this? Or why did you do this? First of all, it's none of your business. Thank you very much. Um, But, you know, I'm going to feel comfortable and confident about the decisions I made with my doctor versus a friend of mine on social media.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would go with the medical opinion. I mean, I'm (laughs) a little biased, but I think that's fair. I think anecdotal opinions are just that they're anecdotal and they're usually politically based. Now they may be in the past. I don't know how they were based, but, um, but yeah, go, go with the medical viewpoint, you know, and don't try to be the world's expert because there are very few people who are the world's expert. And, you know, I think, um, I think it's, it's bizarre to me that so many people know more than any authority who's actually studied these things. And, You know, it's an interesting thing. So on zinc, zinc has not shown to change the course of uh, COVID. And zinc has so many infective properties, and it does help boost the immune system. But if you look at studies of people who take zinc versus those who don't, there's really not an appreciable difference in either the infection rate or the outcomes. Of interest, zinc does seem to have protective value uh, for bacteria, like uh, methicillin-resistant safarius. You know, we used to talk about other infections before the COVID era, and there are bad skin infections that can help prevent. It actually can reduce the colonization of bacteria on the skin that makes you less likely get sick if you get a little, you know, cut, scrape, bite, whatever, uh, which is natural in life, too. And so I do think zinc has health benefits, but I don't think you should say, oh, I don't need a vaccine against COVID because I have a bottle of zinc in my cabinet and I take it occasionally. Or even if you take it regularly. I'd, it's just not shown to be protective. And, you know, that that reminds me of another thing that keeps coming up for me. is You know, I have now a lot of patients who have been sick with COVID. And so a lot of them ask the question, well, you know, why would I need the vaccine? Because I had COVID. And there are two issues there. One is the immunity is not shown to be lingering. It may be anywhere from one month to six eight months to maybe a year in, in people. And, of course, we haven't known the infection yet for more than 20 months, so we don't know what the long-term immune status is. Uh, but if you had the infection, let's say, uh, July of 20, and here we are a year later into August of 21, you may not have any lingering immunity uh, from the infection So. And then the other factors, of course, if you had the then normal strain of COVID last year, and now we have the Delta variation, the Delta mutation, and the epsilon mutation, for instance, uh, you don't have protection against those. The vaccines do provide uh, very good protection against the mutation so far. There may well be a mutation in the future that they don't, and if that happens, that was because it's, you know, in the future and we don't know that yet. It's impossible to cover every base. Uh I also want to mention, because just today in the this morning in the morning news, there's a very touching uh op ed piece on a young lady asking her grandmother to get the shot because uh she does not want to die from COVID. It's it's actually excellent in Dallas Morning News. But she even mentioned Some statement like, I know you're afraid of the virus because the uh, vaccine just, uh, the research on the vaccine just started. That's not the case. The vaccine has been studied since 2003, and this virus fits it. Medical scientists are always looking, trying to look ahead and see what's coming and trying to figure out what could be done if the worst case scenario happens. And in this case, they've been researching it for a couple of decades. And this virus came along. And so it's not like it was made up overnight and shipped out like, you know, it sounds like in the media. So I just want to assure people it is not a uh, brand new vaccine in terms of the research. It's a brand new vaccine in terms of uh, application against a deadly disease.
1: So this the research vaccine. Has been in place. So it's been since 2003. You're saying this is um, the, the vaccine yes. that's out now that is being used for COVID. There have been research research on it since 2003. I, I had no idea.
2: Yes. Huh. Yes, because that was when the first SARS episode uh, uh, came about, and yes, so they yes, recognized yes the yes. idea of a deadly virus could wipe out many nations of people. And could, you know, hurt the economy, hurt people, cause hospitalization, cause death. And so they started to work on it. And then that infection kind of fizzled away, if you remember. yeah, there was a lot of concern about that infection. That was a different political era. Back
1: in the day, I remember that.
2: Yeah, it was a different political era and a different social media era. Your dog didn't have a Facebook site back then. (laughs) And so, you know, it's... um, it's one of those where you, you know, it kind of fades into memory, but they started the research then, and then they were able to apply that research now. So, you know, the sound, science is sound, it was not made up in a back alley last August and thrown out there, you know, it and it wasn't by any choice of one political party to throw it out there. And it isn't America only. It is a worldwide infection. So... It's a pandemic. I don't know you know if people understand what that means, it means it's all over the place and I think um you know we need to be reasonable you know once again be reasonable about the uh risk of infection and the fact it will not pick politics and it it uh, currently you know early on a lot of young people thought, oh, you know the old people were done with them anyway, we' might as well let them get the infection was oh, sort of the view that's, that's a little horrible. cynical, but just a tough cynical but there was a view there is very much a view that i heard from a lot of young people said oh you know people my age don't get this virus and why do i need to be in a mask why do i need to be careful and i kept telling them the mask isn't to prevent you from getting the infection it's to prevent you from spreading the infection so if you want to go infect people you should go without a mask and go places if you uh, have been immunized the odds of you spreading the virus are markedly lower but they're not zero and that's why there's talk about about being in a mask in an indoor place for instance if you're in there for a while and around high-risk people that's why they're still required in medical facilities because you have a lot of people who actually are sick and immunocompromised and such and you don't want to be the one who accidentally carries the virus in and breeds it out on people and it kills them and you know it's just it's a very simple, straightforward thing to protect others. Uh, for some reason, that has become a point of great bitterness to many people. And, and you know, I keep hearing the comment, oh, you know, even if I get the illness, I'll be fine because, you know, whatever reason, I'm young, I'm healthy, I'm whatever. Um, so I'm not going to wear a mask. But the idea of the mask is not to prevent you from getting the infection. It's to keep you from asymptomatically spreading it. And, you know, if you have the infection and don't yet have symptoms we know that's a now based on research since early last year that appears to be a four to seven day window think about how many people you could run across in four to seven oh, days before goodness. you actually realize you have the infection yeah you know i mean that's that's just true and so that's why there are protective measures put in place. It's, it's actually not to control people and it's not to, you know, I don't, I'm not even sure what all the rumors are, but it's, uh, you know, it's not a conspiracy. It's really actually pretty legitimate science to limit the number of particles going out. You know, I think if you had a, let's say you had an arsenic, leak, that's kind of big news in Garland because there's a school with arsenic and, um, Uh, They're poisoned lead uh, in the water and around the community garden right now that's been found. You know, if you knew you had an arsenic leak next door to you, you would probably want to have some sort of a barrier to keep that from getting on you, even if you can't see it. Right. And, uh, you know, even if you don't know exactly how long it's going to get to you, if the wind blows the other way, you may be okay. If it blows your way, it could be trouble. And you probably wouldn't want to just kind of sit there and wait and see what happens. Um, you know, and this is kind of like stopping that spread by uh, trying to block the outward breathing of people who could be carrying the virus and maybe pre-symptomatic may get the infection soon.
1: Well, and Doctor Clothier, you, you always give such great advice, and you know, and you give it in a non-judgmental manner, which is really that's the way we all should be about this. But you know, you do have, um, you know, you have more knowledge than the average Joe on the street. If people want to come in, if they want to um, uh, come and be part of your um, your doctor's office, if they want you as a doctor or one of your partners as a doctor, how do they get in touch with you, Doctor Clothier?
2: Yeah, we're at two one four five seven five. Three four two 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 one four five seven five three four two two. that's my office we have a lot 11 offices we're at fhca like family health care associates tx.com fhcatx.com
1: excellent yeah, that well, would be
2: all offices and we have them kind of all over the metroplex in a way depending on if you live near one you're pretty close to it if you don't then it's a ways away (laughs) it's
1: funny how that works out well thank you very much and and again i i just want to go back to something you've said for years and that is and especially because you know you hear about people who haven't gone in for their annual physical and what really really concerns me is you know i've heard of this growing number of kids because of covid that their parents have been afraid to take them to their family physician's office There's no need for concern there, right? Get your kid in and get their annual well visit, correct?
2: Yes. Yeah, we do not ignore other health. And we are, you know, we're being careful as reasonably as we reasonably can be. And, uh, you know, there are masks required in medical facilities according to the CDC guidelines. So, you know, as being medical professionals, we do uh, follow the guidelines to try to limit infection, which is what. Centers for Disease Control emphasizes is try to limit the infection. And uh, it's not a political group. It doesn't belong to one political party. It's a recommendation for health for people in a healthcare setting who may be around immunocompromised people or people eligible for infection, which is sort of like people. So, um, yeah, come in, get your uh, well checked, get your immunizations for school. We've had shots around for a long time for a lot of diseases. It's not a new idea to get an immunization against disease.
1: Right. And well, those
2: are uh, required for school.
1: Right. And, and, and again, you know, if, if you're not going to protect yourself as a parent, um, at least get your kid in to, the, to your family physician or their pediatrician. Um, You know, make make sure your kids are taken care of. And let's maybe even make that um, the theme for next week, since we've got so many kids going back to school and especially going back to school, either on campus full time or with more kids in the classroom. So maybe you can give some of the parents some uh, back to school tips next week. Does that sound good?
2: Yes sounds fair to me awesome
1: well have a blessed have a week. good safe
2: week thank
1: you yeah, thank you all right take care Goodbye. dr clothier dr norm clothier um always has a lot of great information and do with it what you will and um if you don't have a family physician um yeah i've got we've got a number of members of the crew who go to dr clothier themselves and um, speak very highly of him and his colleagues so um please help yourself And help your health, help your health, Um, especially with kids. You know, um, we're talking some back-to-school stuff today, and we're hoping uh, JP's going to be able to join us for a live feed. Um, He's on the road right now, and ran into some accidents. He's on the way to um, Legacy uh, Preps Convocation this morning. So we're trying to get some uh, back-to-school footage for you here in a little while. But speaking of back-to-school, one thing, for sure, get your kids in. And even if you're not, and I'm not, saying one way or the other you should get your kid vaccinated or not you know i know any kids over the age of 12 12 to 17 are eligible now um that's not what i'm pushing i'm pushing go in and have your kids see their doctor you know um uh diabetes is on the rise obesity is on the rise with kids especially you know since they're not um they're not do they this past year they didn't have their regular school structure um, they maybe didn't have the activities they would normally have um, you know that that's scary to think the kids are already running into adult issues at a young age and that's something that can be avoided that's something you can work with your pediatrician to make sure everything's taken care of I know, know I've seen tons of um, uh, advertisements around, you know, I've been taking my mom to and from doctor's appointments as she's had some eye surgeries and some, some other issues we're looking at. And everywhere that I've been to a medical facility and it's a pediatrician's office, I'm seeing, you know, uh, you know, uh, free vaccines, um, you know, uh, all, just all of these things trying and to me, it's these signs are trying to get people to kind of wake up and get their kids back in for that annual visit. Um, super super important and just cannot impress that upon everybody enough and i know i'm preaching to the choir when i'm talking to the crew about that but let's talk about um some fun things and if you'll let me know when when jp's on chambriel oh is he okay he's trying to get on um so uh got got some back to school tips and we're going to be doing uh this week uh, highlighting different you know tips and tricks and and you know things mental mentally physically health wise um mental health wise that you can do to help your kid with this transition back to school um also um uh we've got uh brandy brayley who um we've got a special announcement a really good announcement about her um but I'm going to let we'll, we're going to unveil that when she when she gets on camera either today or on Friday. But she'll be in, in um, studio with us on Friday, and we're going to be talking about uh, all of the um, all of the opportunities. Oh, you, oh that's okay. It's Gabrielle like, on the phone. She must be talking with JP. Um, uh, she's going to be talking to us about a, a back to school volunteer opportunity. And so many people have said during the during COVID, they've tried to figure out what. Um, you know their sense of purpose has kind of come into question you know you don't feel you kind of feel helpless you don't feel like you know maybe you're somebody who's out and about and doing things in the community on a regular basis maybe you're somebody who's used to volunteering at your church or your kid's school and so you're missing that part of your life well um friday make sure you tune in we've got a great opportunity for you to even if you're not a parent of a child on this campus you can still be part of helping a kid's life get better so um we um let's talk i saw this i'm a big bento box fan so are my kids we really got into that when we started doing um more sushi and asian food and just love a good bento box and so these are all done these are 15 back to school lunch ideas all with, and you can get them at any grocery store. I've seen them any, you know, any store um, that has Tupperware. And it's like the little Tupperware thing that you can close the lid and it's got, it's sectioned off like a bento box would be. And these are 15 different ideas that I just thought were super great. Um, These are all very healthy lunch ideas. You can do them if they need to be dairy free. You can do them if they need to be gluten free Um, or also for picky eaters. Oh, do I hear JP? Maybe? I do Is hear JP. So, so time out on the Bento Box food ideas while we get JP. I think I hear him. Do we do we get to see his lovely face?
0: You do not get to see my lovely face yet. No ma'am.
1: Are you still on the road? Is it still bad out?
0: Let me tell you, I've just gone through three accidents.
1: Ooh, not and good. So-
0: yeah, so no, uh, no seeing JP until JP Park.
1: No, But I can give you good. the JP, Kathy, and the crew traffic report in the rain. <laughs> 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 Leave <laughs> early, <laughs> be <laughs> careful. Kathy, Kathy, <Taffy>, we're hovering <laughs> high above oh. the DFW Metroplex. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, that, that does th- not th- sound th- like <laughs> a helicopter.
0: <laughs> a helicopter is sick, Kathy. Send help. <laughs> yeah, I'd, be, I'd be jumping
1: out with a parachute <laughs> that, that, right now.
0: <laughs> well, and I wholeheartedly believe you because you jumped off a moving scooter.
1: <laughs> there you go. And there's that.
0: <laughs> and then there's that. So I do believe you. All right. Point two miles. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If you're going down I-35 from uh, southbound from Denton, do be careful, though. Uh, there are accidents both. On I thirty five and on the um, on the toll road uh, going into Dallas, both in, up near Hickory Creek and also in. Um, oops, I just went into a do not enter place, Kathy. No,
1: that's, that's, not not really <laughs> that's not good.
0: That's not good, Let me tell you. Back up. This thing I don't have my video on. Back up <laughs> onto the highway. Just kidding. All right, let's see. Where are we supposed to be at in this campus? Anyway point is is that there's a lot going on in the traffic i think the rain has brought out um, some fear some concerns in regards to being able to drive i think people are are not back acclimated to driving in those wet conditions so uh, i don't think people are i don't
1: think people are back acclimated to driving that's a whole nother topic we need to take up i had a a little rage episode this weekend so yeah we need to take that up again
0: (laughs) yeah also an accident near sandy park lane um, so do be careful if you're on I-35. On I-635, there is also um, an accident going westbound and eastbound. Um, eastbound if you are on the express lanes. Um, westbound if you are uh, coming from Dallas Fort Worth mm-hmm. Airport. Uh, so do be careful if you are on those roads this morning. It was interesting. I got off the express lanes, Kathy. Get on to 75 and there was absolutely no traffic and i'm like that's not a good sign well there was an I, accident I, i'm right there with you
1: i'm right there with you usually even now now granted when we start at 7 30 traffic's a lot lighter than when we started eight but um i noticed the same thing today i was like Wait, is it? And if I hadn't been going back and forth with you, I would have questioned if it was Monday because I was like, I feel like this is a Saturday or a Sunday early morning. You know, both the major roads that I travel, I was like, okay, why am I one of the only ones on the road?
0: Right. Yeah, it was it was um, almost apocalyptic interesting because there was absolutely not a single car. You know, when you exit that express lane, normally you are backed up for about five or six minutes. Uh, waiting to get up on the bridge, and there was no wait time. And so, uh, do be careful. It's wet out there. It's slippery. People are uh, on their phones. I was in the express lane mm-hmm. on 35, and I look over. This lady's driving really slow. Right. <clears throat> and I look over, and she's looking down, reading her phone Stop while she's driving it. in the rain at 70 Stop miles an hour.
1: Stop it! Ah. Right. I mean, yeah, drives your crazy. Yeah, I know. I, well, remember, we had that whole um, whole rant that you and I went off on and I told you about that guy. I remember I looked over and I could see that he was on Tinder swiping left or right. He had his his phone in the middle of his steering wheel. So he's watching his phone, checking out chicks I- instead of watching the road. And I was like, is this real? Am I being punked?
0: Yeah, no, you weren't being punked. It's real. But so, enough with the uh, JP Kathy and the crew helicopter falling out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Traffic and report.
1: it's landed. Well, you're going to love this. You're going to love this because I know. I, and tell us when you're getting ready to go in so if we can get some live footage from Convocation because we're talking back to school. Um, you know, this is a huge part of, um, you know, so many people, you know, so many lives are touched by going back to school, be it your kids, your grandkids, whatever the case may be. And I found, I'm going to send this to you because it was interesting. I found um, back to school, some fun back to school ideas. And I am I was talking about how I'm, uh, me and the kids are really big into bento boxes and have been for years. But this is a way to take the bento box Tupperware, JP, and it has 15 different Bento box Tupperware ideas for your kids for back to school. They're all healthy. And you know what? I think these would all be on JP's Kitchen. I'm going to read um, some of the ingredients to you, and you tell me if this would be um, a bento box that would be JP's Kitchen approved. So the first one is um, hard-boiled eggs and avocados, pretzels and orange and red grapes. And what they did with the hard-boiled eggs was they, they did like deviled eggs for a couple of them, but then they took the avocado and it was mashed up, it looks like with some seasoning, and put into the egg as well. Um, so would that be JP's Kitchen approved or not approved?
0: Yeah, so the everything but the grapes would be approved.
1: Oh, okay. Is the grapes because it's higher um, higher sugar?
0: Absolutely. Okay. Too much sugar in the grapes, the grapes would convert to fat. Uh, much faster. Gotcha. Now the orange is fine because of the citrus. Kay. As long as it's a small orange, and it would be. It this would looks be like a, a little
1: tangerine, the one you peel apart. It's already peeled, but then it looks like you just section it off, so it looks like a small one. Yeah. So, but but now if I'm a, if I'm a school kid who's not needing to lose any weight, the red grapes are fine.
0: Absolutely.
1: So anyway, so okay, so the majority of that would be um, another one, and this one looked really good. Um, apples with walnuts turkey rolls sliced cucumbers and then strawberries and blueberries together and they have the green apples yeah. with the oh. walnuts together the cucumbers sectioned off and then the little thing of blueberries strawberries and then you know the rolled sandwich meat turkey meat you know what i'm talking about yeah oh i see i Absolutely. see somebody's smiling face hello oh, well, hello there from well, jakey oh Okay, let's get another so, one while you're walking in. Oh, are you, are you going to tell us what you're walking into?
0: I am. We're walking into the uh, Richardson Methodist Church here on 75, and uh, you know the rain has cooled things down, but yeah. uh, I think as the day goes on, we're in a boil.
1: I and mean, It's going to be so, humid. My yeah, knee, my left knee, already can already there. tell you that. <laughs> yeah.
0: I woke, Hopefully
1: my up this, brow's not yet. I woke up this morning and I almost fell out of bed. My knee was hurting so bad. And I'm like, is it raining? And I didn't realize it. And of course, yes, it was raining. So, Yeah. A
0: little bit of a pretty lightning storm out on the farm last night.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: So that was kind of nice being out in the country. Uh, that's some of the things you're afforded. So that was kind of fun.
1: Oh, well, good.
0: So, But yeah, definitely get ready for a Humid day.
1: Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. So, what are you walking into?
0: Walking into the church. Let's see if I can turn this camera around. Um, here I can.
1: A back-to-school exclusive
0: convocation time. <laughs> I love
1: All it. All right, so
0: here we go. We're walking in to the main entrance of the church into convocation. So, I've never been to one, catholic
1: Oh, really? In not even Not even your own?
0: Not even my own.
1: Really? I didn't know I had
0: one. Did I have one?
1: I well, I know we did at Berkner, and I'm trying to think. Yeah, we did. Then we're not we're taught we're I love it. Yay! Look! Yay! 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 Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning.
0: See how excited everybody is? It's so exciting. Oh, look. You've got Taco Cabana Party Burritos.
1: Oh, I love it. Not on
0: JP's kitchen, yeah. by the way. <laughs> No, Look not like, at all. Seated. Everybody looks pretty happy. Teachers are excited. They're getting to the meet. No Math. Here,
1: let's hey, go. Hey, full good screen morning. To yes, so good Good morning. How happy everybody is. How excited. How's the baby?
0: Good. Carter's amazing. Carter. Yes, Yeah, she's amazing. Love it. So, hey, say good morning. You're on the air with David A.P. and the crew. Hello. Are you excited about getting back to, excited to get back to school? I'm excited to Is there a good feeling this morning? I have great vibes. Really good vibes, right? Everybody I I'm excited. So yeah, oh, my gosh, here we go. Hey, I
1: married her. Give Michelle a you. big old hug and a kiss for me. Give Michelle a hug and a kiss oh, for yeah.
0: me. Yeah. Say
1: <laughs> it again, Kathy. I said give Michelle a big old hug and a kiss okay. for me. <laughs> Got it. Love you, girl.
0: I came across Stacy. I think Stacy patted me on the back.
1: Woohoo! We know oh, Stacy, the superintendent, is very busy. Good morning,
0: Kathy in the crew.
1: Good morning, Ma.
0: all the smiles,
1: Kathy. Everybody's together. We're Look how happy everybody guys. is. is. We were packed by eight o'clock. Never
0: seen so many, so many oh, people to be back it. for. Oh, I love it. We're excited. And how exciting we've got Stacey Weaver here as our
1: superintendent
0: this year. Woo-hoo! we I know, right? Look at the group, Kathy.
1: Oh, I love it. Oh, this is fantastic. I love it. Everybody's there early. Everybody's excited to be there. I think people are super excited to get back to school and get back to the business of learning, you know, and teaching. Oh, they are. It's What's awesome. Good morning, you? Oh, you look gorgeous, Stacey. Mwah. Love you, girl. You? I'm doing well. Wish I was there with y'all. So, hello. <laughs>
0: You too. I guess the boss stuck you with the show. He does not have to come and hang
1: out. You, you come to the next event. We'll, we'll, there we'll, you go. We'll rotate. <laughs> I love it. Oh. So real quick, well,
0: Tracy, what's the message you know. for conversation this year? So, the message for conversation honestly is that we're on a new, new adventure together, and that we have a huge climb. But the, the message is together, the oneness of this group, and and the collaboration that we're going to put forth. We're going to take our kids to the heights they've never soared to before. So, there you that's, go. That's our goal. Get these kids where they need to be. They are they are it. That's it. They are it. They are. They are it. I'll ready to say so it's the best feeling you're going to know you're making changes life lives so children. Amen. Absolutely. You hear that, Kathy? They I are love dot dot it. dot. togetherness and oneness as we get ready to start the school year. So excited out there. Oh, and we're getting started. Kathy, I That's gotta go. Fantastic.
1: All right, Bye, love you guys. Bye.
0: Bye. See you Wednesday.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. oh that's fantastic see you later be safe um how great is that you know i love the energy and having having been a teacher myself and then having kids and um my son this is his senior year so this is um the the last of all those things for me with the school kid uh, school-aged kids so um i just there's nothing better than that back to school energy it's just it's so wonderful it's so fun it's so exciting and um yeah, just glad, just glad to get to see part of that at Legacy Prep this morning for their convocation. Um, I know we've got um, Brandi Brayley who's going to be in studio with us talking about a great volunteer opportunity for people on Friday. Uh, I believe State Representative Matt Shaheen's going to be at their convocation welcoming the teachers back. Um, so, anyways, just good stuff. Just good stuff. Um, Let's get back to a couple more school recipes because I just thought these were great and fun. Um, And then um, I want to give some other tips and tricks for back to school this year. Okay, another one is chicken strips and hummus. So hummus with carrots, um, chicken strips, and then red grapes. Looks delicious. One of my favorite things, this is uh, pinwheels and banana chips. And I used to make um, pinwheel sandwiches for my kids back when they were younger and they just loved those. That was like a fun day when they opened up their lunch and they had a pinwheel sandwich. So ham and spinach pinwheel sandwiches wrapped in a flour tortilla. And those are the ones where you take the tortilla, you put the ingredients in it, you wrap it up, and then you cut it into, like, little wheels that are, like, little circles. Those are so fun. Then carrots, banana chips, and an orange. Um, Another one, celery, turkey, pepperoni, and salad. So this has celery with almond butter in it, which that sounds really good for some reason. Turkey and pepperoni rolls. So, again, rolled up. And you can always even put, like, a little mustard in there or mayonnaise if the kids like it then cucumber and tomato salad so and they don't have any dressing on it um now if you're an adult you may want to splash a little bit of um, vinaigrette on it but for the kids just plain and then um, blackberries and blueberries um so there's just tons of ideas there's another one that's um, oh this one looks fun chicken salad and lettuce wraps and they've got like a big uh, lettuce leaf that's got chicken salad in it and then it has uh, banana chips and then to dip your chip, banana chips in applesauce so anyways just some fun ideas and I'm sitting here thinking you know for adults who are getting ready to go back in and maybe your office is opening back up or you're no longer working from home or even if you are working from home these are some great meal prep ideas as well so anyways just fun fun stuff um let's go to some of the um back to school um things that uh your kids may want to get into Especially, and I know, and I've got friends, especially my friends who have younger kids who have, you know, just said, you know, hey, as a former teacher, do you have any thoughts on this? Or, you know, and of course, you know, we always, um, you know, direct them to folks like Ask Dr. Be Good and, uh, you know, teachers like, well, Brandy, who we're going to have coming in on Friday, who know best because they're boots on the ground with the kids right now. Um, So anyways, but... um, some kids are nervous about going back to school some kids are nervous because they know instead of it just being you know maybe you know eight to twelve kids in a class now and everybody's spread out and nobody can really socialize now some of those um, constraints are going to be lifted so one of the things they're saying is really talk to your kids about their feelings Um, obviously it can be stressful for the parents and especially with you know the the new uh, variant of covid out there try my advice is try not to let that overshadow your kids the conversations you have with the kids obviously talk to them about safety which i would think that's something parents talk to their kids about every year um but just i i wouldn't overemphasize that but i would talk to your kid and try to keep that open line of communication with them as far as what that Let them feel like they can come and talk to you. Just say, hey, you know, I'm a little stressed out. You might be a little stressed out. How are you feeling? And don't, um, (laughs) what I've learned with kids, and even though I've tried this a bajillion ways, it's still even hard with my own kids, especially when they're school age. And like my son, who's 17 now, who (laughs) just wants to give me one syllable. But um, don't ask questions that are yes or no. Um, Like I used to always do a high-low for the kids, um, At the dinner table, or on our way home from school, or while we were fixing dinner or doing homework, and I'd say, "Hey, what was something that if you could change it about today, um, you would change?" And then, "Hey, what was your high point for today? What was something that you didn't know before? What was something that you learned? Um, You know, what what was the um, what what was what was something different? You know, about today, something good that that you want to keep with you? Um, Then also, um, you know." again just open-ended questions so it's not a yes or no answer did you have a good day at school yeah anything hard homework tough Anything? no yeah no (laughs) you want to try to avoid getting those answers um some of the things they're saying is you don't need just one study space so maybe move your study space around the house maybe you have a monday wednesday and friday study space and a tuesday thursday study space but again you know your kid best and some kids do well with the same that same structure all the time but if you've got a more creative type style kid or a kid that may have um the wiggles and they want to move around oh switch it switch it up you know and if they can go outside and sit on the back porch and do homework um you know just anything to make that study space more inviting to the kids so they'll they'll spend more time with that um Track more than your homework with a planner, and I thought this was interesting. They're saying with kids, and this is kind of starting to prep them towards adulthood, and um, you know, keeping a good calendar and a good schedule when they're older. Put in holidays, birthdays, you know, heck, put your dog's birthday in there. Um, if they're um, in sports or band or extracurricular activities, have them track those in a homework binder um, and or on an electronic device, however they keep track of that. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Instead of just having your homework in there, go in and add in things that are personal or have your child add in things that are personal to them. And then um, start, smi- start smile. Yeah, smile start small um if you've got a big assignment looming like a research paper stay motivated motivated by keeping a piece of the project by completing a piece of the project every few days um write one small paragraph each night or do five problems from an algebra thing and this is something i wish you know and i think i've got adult add if that's still a thing or is it adhd i don't know whatever's a thing or whatever's not a thing i think i've got that as an adult and i probably had it as a child but just coped with it as being hyperactive (laughs) my dad's on the online so he'll be like yeah that's true um anyways um you know if if you look at a big project don't look at it in its entirety right off the bat. You know, make a plan for it, but then take a little piece of it every day. And this is something, you know, I always always try to impress upon my kids, don't save a big like a 6 week project. And this is especially talking to the older kids and the parents of older kids. Don't don't bite off such a huge chunk and then try to save it all for the last couple of days. It's not going to be your best work. You're going to be stressed and there's really no need for it. So, um, you know, just take small pieces and put those into place. Um, Get into a routine, you know, um, find a certain time of the day each day and hit the books no matter what that day. And so, again, if you've got a kid who's got either work or they've got um, activities or maybe they're at after school care while you're finishing up your work day, have a set time that your kid you know make sure they've had a snack or whatever the case may be so they're not hungry trying to do homework and and make that a routine and say hey every you know every Tuesday and Thursday this is what time we're starting homework and this is what time we're working until you know on homework and then Monday Wednesday we do this and every Saturday we're going to set aside some time as long as your grades are good it's going to be 30 minutes if you're struggling it's going to be an hour again it's talk about these things with your kids ahead of time and um and have those have those um have the, have those things planned out in advance and, and i think if you do that i think that that definitely helps um they're saying and especially now with going back to school for a lot of these kids that you're going back to the school or um the school is going to have more kids because it you know we're, all the kids are back in school now um, or going to be, um, have them make a new friend. If if your kid's nervous, have a goal of, you know, in the first week, at least introduce yourself to one new friend and, um, you know, just uh, just have them reach out and then have them come home and tell you about that friend. You know, well, I met so-and-so. Or if you, you're rekindling, you know, um, a relationship with a kid, encourage your kids to socialize and to kind of get – I, I just I don't for lack of a better term, I've just been calling this ever since COVID started, get back to the land of the living and, you know, get back to communicating with people. I know Saturday um, I went to i a dear friend's uh, thank you party, Angela Powell, who was just reelected to the Plano ISD school board. And, and what everybody kept saying to each other was it's so good to be back with friends and hanging out with people that I know and people that I've worked with over the years. um and i think that's real important for kids even maybe more so than adults i think kids need that social interaction more than we do so anyway you can foster that relationship with your child so you're encouraging them to go and say hi to a friend you know um, you know um, you know if they've got something in common with somebody go and introduce yourself to that person and let your kid be the one who brings some sunshine into that classroom and into another person's life I think those are some great life skills to teach your kids and I can't believe okay and I've got to say one more thing before I know we're at, we're already at the hour mark but um, one more thing and this is one of my pet peeves and coach Quigley I don't know if you're still on or if you were on this morning um Coach Quigley put this out on his page and sent it to JP and I, and it's a real big one because I've ranted on this show, I think probably every year ever since JP and I started radio together almost six years ago. Um, And that is if there is a school bus and the school bus is stopped and they are either getting kids on the bus or they're getting kids off the bus and that stop sign is popped out, what do you do if you're a car behind that bus? Don't care what, what lane you're in, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to stop. So please, oh please, oh please, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, because I know there's not anybody from the crew who who would ever try to drive past a past a bus that's loading kids on or, on or off. But boy howdy, if you see somebody starting to go, kind of honk at them, um, I'm telling you, that is, um, talk about a way to be safe going back to school big pet peeve so thank you coach Quigley for reminding me about that and um, make sure that that you're aware that you know school zones are back out there and and obviously you want to be safe with all the kiddos going back to school and everybody getting used to doing the crosswalks again and all that kind of good stuff and by the way it's one of the more expensive traffic tickets you can get so not confirming or denying that i have been there or done that um but anyways just just please be careful and um like i said we're going to be talking over the next couple of weeks about back to school so if you have any questions shoot those questions to us and if we can get them answered we will get them answered so y'all have a blessed day a blessed week be safe and be healthy and we'll see you on wednesday stay tuned for heart and soul of texas women from 10 to 11 today love y'all